I don't know about you, but we're always looking for ways to get our kids involved and give back in our local community. That's why we're excited to tell you about Student Visionaries of the Year, a campaign by the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, which is the largest nonprofit organization dedicated to creating a world without blood cancers. Student Visionaries of the Year is a seven-week philanthropic leadership development program for high school students. Participants form strong teams and fundraise in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. I would love for Violet to do this program when she's in high school. This program is transformative. It not only helps students develop valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship, not to mention it looks great on college applications, but most importantly, it's also a chance for them to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on blood cancer patients and their families. You can learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or even nominate a student at lls.org slash students. That's lls.org slash students. I never thought I would actually be tired of rain. I know. You know, I'm supposed to do Fryman 50 times this year, and this is like putting a a damper, (laughs) so to speak, on my streak. Completely. If you do it in the rain, I'm not coming with you. (laughs) hi and welcome to happier in hollywood the podcast about how to be happier healthier saner more creative more successful and more productive in a backbiting superficial chaotic unpredictable fundamentally insane world i'm sarah fain a tv writer and producer living in ojai right outside of la and with me is my high school friend and writing partner liz that's me liz craft on this podcast we talk about being writers in hollywood how we balance a career and friendship and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in los angeles today we're going to talk about our essential tools Then we'll share a day in the life, which looks very different from the last day in the life we shared. (laughs) Finally, we've got a Hollywood hack that we're stealing from Liz's mom. Yes, Sarah. So in the most recent episode, we talked about how I was tired of my rants against the state of the television writing business and that from now on, I was going to be positive and see opportunities, and you agreed that you were going to do the same. Yes. So this is the response to that. Hi, Liz and Sarah. Yikes. I never thought I would lose y'all to relentless, humorless, out of touch with reality positivity. I am by nature cheerful, but also sarcastic and cynical. Through the ages, funny people have been cynics from Diogenes to Oscar Wilde to P.G. Woodhouse and Dorothy Parker, and now entertaining complainers like Tina Fey and Larry David. The dose makes the poison. I don't want Dorothy Parker yammering in my head about everything, but neither do I want to hear Norman Vincent Peale slapping a yellow smiley on all my perceptions. You're not comedians and yours is not a comedy podcast, but even so, I am dreading your crushing positivity about Hollywood happenings. If you need to do this between yourselves for your mental health and career, sure, put on a happy face, chip and chirp, drink the happy tea. But maybe you could carve out a few minutes every week to kvetch on the podcast. Throw some bitter crumbs to your loyal listeners. Bothered and bewildered June from Nashville, Tennessee. Well, I mean, June, we hear you. I don't think you're going to have to worry about crushing positivity. Just a hunch. 
That's my favorite letter ever. It was, yeah. <laughs> we were both laughing so hard when we opened it up. I think we will fail at being chirpy, don't you, Liz? <laughs> yes. Chirpy is not our normal <sighs> way of being. It's more, I'm just sick of hearing myself be negative. So yeah. I don't think we're going to tilt too far the other direction. <laughs> but June, please let us know if we are just being insufferably positive. We want to hear from you. Yes. And also we wanted to let everyone know that we are doing a spring listener questions episode in the next few weeks. So email us any questions you have. Our email is happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Yes. Anything about anything, personal or <laughs> professional. Okay, Sarah, it is time for From the Treadmill Desk Sub, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's essential tools. Yes. So we were talking the other day about sort of the things we need basically to do our job, um, partially because we were having an issue with one of our essential tools, <laughs> and it got us thinking about how many essential tools we have. Yes. And the, the essential tools we're going to talk about are obviously tools for writers, but for those of you who aren't writers, as we talk about them, we want to encourage you to think about what are your essential tools. Maybe we'll have some overlap. Yes. We were also, when we started talking about this, I was recounting for Liz a story I had from grad school. I was sitting in my first screenwriting class. I was so excited to be there. I was like raring to go. We were in the kind of like dealing with all the minutia part of the class. And I raised my hand and asked the professor if I needed to get or if she thought it was a good idea to get a script writing software. And she looked at me with like utter disdain. I mean, she was just like, thought I was totally crazy. And she was like, it's not about formatting. <laughs> I was like, oh God, okay. Of course, that was the worst advice in the world. Yes, yes, the first thing you should do even before you take the class is have the software for script writing. Yes. I mean, can I just say there's so many things wrong about that story. First, shutting you down, like, I'm sure after that, it was harder for you to participate because you're worried this woman is going to shut you down again. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then she couldn't be more wrong. If something isn't, as we have said many times, if something is not formatted correctly, we are not reading it period, end of story. If if we can tell from the get-go something's wrong with formatting, we just toss it. So absolutely, formatting is extremely important. Extremely important. And if you don't have Final Draft or whatever your software of choice is, you're going to spend your entire life pressing the tab button. Yeah. I mean, who wants just, to live that way? I know. <laughs> it, it's just so, I want to email her and just yeah. yell at her. Liz, you're being positive. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Whoopsie, June. <laughs> See, it's not no gonna worries. Happen. All right, let's talk about all the wonderful, wonderful tools we have. <laughs> That's positive. Okay, final draft. This is what we use. Tip: keep the most updated version because they do change it and make it better. For yeah. instance, now the final draft they have collab, 
which means we can work on the same final draft document from our different computers. And this has been the the biggest change to how we do things, Sarah. Yes, it's made it so much easier for us to do rewrites because we're looking at a document and instead of one of us writing something in and the other having to remember whatever it was. Or looking over the shoulder, which is what we did way back. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Instead, we can just see it and we can go back and scroll and see what the new thing is and we can both work on things. It's so much better. But this was the problem we had this week. I had updated to 0.6 of something and you only had to to like 0.4 of something. I mean, it was the same version, but a different update and they wouldn't let us collab. So then you had to go through this whole thing. Yeah. So final draft, that is what most people use. Some people use other things, but that's the most common. And then back to the being able to work on the same document, Google Docs. And we have to credit our former assistant, Boifoua, who just harangued us into getting (laughs) Google Docs. And we were very dismissive about it. And we are here to say we could not live without Google Docs. It's, I mean, we use it every single day, all day, basically. Yes. And Google Docs, again, it allows more than one person, whoever you share a document with, can work on it. So this is where we write our pitches. It's where we write outlines. It's where we take notes. Like if we have a big call and we want to have notes on record, we can both take notes. I mean, we use it for lists, you know, packing lists. I mean, we use it for (laughs) for everything. Yes. So if you don't have Google Docs, absolutely check that out. Another thing that was kind of a game changer for us are those little magnetic tiles that you can put on a magnetic dry erase board that you can write a scene on it and slap it on the dry erase board and they're movable, they're erasable, uh, they're incredible. Now they are definitely an essential tool. Yes, and we, I mean, we went through our whole career without those until Fantasy Island and one of the assistants found them and we just thought these are the most wonderful things and now we have about 300 of them. (laughs) Sarah, flyby hack on the dry erase board of it all, make sure you erase often. Because if you don't erase dry erase marker, it will stain and it becomes impossible to get off and then it's not clean and fresh anymore. So do, I mean, obviously don't erase it before you need to, but we'll have a tendency, like if we finish a show, just leave everything on the whiteboard there until we need to use it again. Don't do that. Erase it. (laughs) Learn from our mistakes. Yes. And also some people use note cards. Like there are people who have a very strong preference for note cards instead of using like a whiteboard or anything else. But we have never been note card people. And then Sarah, we need our iPads. And on this front, I want to say I recently got a new iPad. I had an old iPad and it kept not working. And I mean, for both of us, I think it was very frustrating. <laughs> I kept my keyboards kept not working. I kept changing them out and then wouldn't charge and then it would. And it was just so frustrating. So finally I went, I got the newest iPad. And I mean, I have been crowing about it to you ever since. It is so wonderful. And yes, iPads are expensive, but again, there are a few things that you and I use. I mean, you said that to me. You're like, Liz, this is one of very few things that we use for our job, so get a new iPad. And it really has made it so much easier to work. 
Now, what's interesting to me is you seem to like this iPad a lot more than you liked the previous iPad. Yes, because I got the magic keyboard, which I think mm. I used, I was a hack in an episode. And also, it just is much easier to write on. You know, you've been writing your yeah. scripts on iPads for a while, but years and years. For me, it just never worked very easily. Yeah. And on this one, it's very easy to go back and forth between computer and iPad. So I can write on my iPad and now I have this amazing keyboard. So I'm doing what you do, which is basically do everything on my iPad, except when we do final draft collab. Yep. Okay. And then, which takes us to computer, we also need yes. a computer. And part of this is because of the Zoom age, like we'll yeah. have work on our iPad, and then have Zoom on our computers, but we really do need both, which kind of sucks. Yeah. And again, Sarah, I had a very old computer. I will say in this case, your computer is even older than mine was. My computer is so old. And I was having a lot of issues with actually with podcasting. And Chuck, our wonderful executive producer, suggested that I need a new computer. And again, I've gotten it. It is such an upgrade. I mean, it's my camera is so much better. The speed is better. It's just better. Yeah. And then, Sarah, you have a specific tool you use, which is the Remarkable tablet, which we've talked about, but just quickly explain what, what it is. Yes, this was a Hollywood hack. It's a it's an electronic tablet that's basically a notebook, and it doesn't have, you can't get notifications. It's just black and white. There's no color to distract you. You can't go on Facebook. It's just a notebook, but you can organize things really well on it, and it writes beautifully. So, so I use it all the time for personal stuff and for work stuff. But the alt is equally useful, which is a notebook. Like we all just have, oh, like we sure. have to have notebooks. a multitude of notebooks. Yes, we do. Forgot but about I do the love my remarkable notebook. <laughs> notebook and pen. And then in the Zoom world, we all need, or ideally, a good ring light or two. A tripod, you don't usually need a tripod, but here's the thing with a tripod, when you need it, you need it. Yes. So I think it's a good thing to have on hand. I have a little one and I think I have a bigger one, although I don't know where it is. Well, it's basically a stand for your computer. You know, it's the same thing. If you're using your phone, you need something to hold your phone and elevate your phone. Yes. Um, unless you want to look really not great on Zoom. <laughs> and you want your arm to get really tired. Yeah. Another tool essential for us and for many people now, Writer's Room Pro, which is a program that lets everybody share a virtual whiteboard. So we can all, again, you can invite people into it and then you can have a writer's room on Zoom and have a board up on the Zoom screen on the computer where people are writing scenes on virtual cards and et cetera. So that has been, I mean, we couldn't do a Zoom room without it. I no. Don't no. know how you do it without it. Season two of Fantasy Island was all on Writer's Room Pro. Anyway, so that is our list of our essential tools. It's just so important to have the right tools for the job. Like in Ojai, I have a handy woman, not a handy man, a handy woman. She's fabulous. And my sink was having some issue and she was here and she couldn't fix it. Then she was like, you know what? I have the tool at home. She left. She got the tool. She came back, fixed the sink in like two seconds. It's just everything is really about having the tools that you yes. need. 
Yes. And it's just so much easier to do a job when you have the right tools. Yes. So question for our listeners, are there essential tools that you've been putting off getting? I mean, and we (laughs) do it, you think, well, why would anyone be putting off getting an essential tool? It's essential. But as I've just said, Sarah, I am one to resist those essential (laughs) tools. I resisted getting a car, which some in LA would say is an essential tool until you (laughs) drove me to the VW place and said, you're getting a car today. (laughs) So if you're not a writer, what are your essential tools? Um, We find these things just like work lingo. We find these things fascinating. Send us an email or a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Coming up, we have a day in the life, but first this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Okay, Liz, it's time for our Day in the Life segment where we take people through what a day in the life of a TV writer slash showrunner who's not running a show right now, (laughs) what that day looks like. Yes, and Sarah, it is very different when we are running a show and not running a show. So we talked about a day in the life back in episode 259, Back to Basics. We were in the middle of running season two of Fantasy Island, and we were just every, I mean, speak everywhere all at once. I mean, we really (laughs) were. And now we're not running a show, so our days are very different. So we thought it might be interesting to go through it. 
So the day that we're going to describe is the day we had, which was the day after we turned in the first draft of the pilot that we're currently writing. Yes. So you started the day with recording Happier with Gretchen Rubin. Yes, at 8.30. And then at 10 a.m., you and I got on the phone to discuss next week's podcast, which is what everyone's now listening to. (laughs) Yes. And so we did that until 1130. And that's when we decided we were going to spend some time talking about our thriller novel, because we are really committed to talking about it every day, even if it's not our main focus. So we did that for like an hour. Yes. And we came up with something we loved. Yes. And then at 1230, we took a lunch break. And then at 115, we came back and started working on a pitch that we're hoping to have done quite soon for a new pilot that we're pitching with Warner Brothers. So it was like all talk. It was a very talk-heavy day. Yes. And it was back and forth. Now, we were pretty fried because we had just turned in a draft. So we only talked for a couple hours about our new pilot development. But the good thing is we have found that we can go from project to project on the same day. We've been unsure about how well that would work, Um, but it's working quite well. Although for me especially, I think it's easier when we're in the discussion phase as opposed to the writing phase. So it's hard for me to like go, okay, I need to write 10 pages today and talk about a totally different project. Right. In that case, because you're really like getting the voices in your head and you're like just so focused on the writing. It is, I agree. I think it's a lot harder to multitask on, on writing days specifically. Yeah. Yeah. But as we've talked about, our job includes not that much writing. I mean, so much of our job is not (laughs) writing. So I know. And then to the idea you just said, we're trying to talk about our book every day. A big lesson we've recently discovered is that it is really important for us to keep talking about a project, even if it's not the most pressing thing we have to do. Yes. And I also think in this weird era where TV is just, uh, I'm going to be positive. It's uh-huh. it's changing, changing and evolving. Changing. Changing evolving. and evolving. Yes. Yes. It's not imploding. It's changing and evolving. Exactly. Changing changing and evolving. So everybody really has to have multiple things going on at once. Like everyone is developing like five things. It's just how it has to be right now. So this is not only a skill that we're happy we've discovered. It's also totally necessary at this point in the evolution of television. Yes. And the thing we've figured out is even if we just talk about something for half an hour, because we do have something, let's say, that's more just urgent, it keeps it alive in our brains so that then you, one of us might have a thought about it later in the day and text and say, oh, this came to me. Um, And it keeps it alive. Whereas if we just say, okay, well, let's not talk about that for the next two weeks because we have to do this other thing, then it just dies for a period of time in our heads and and is stagnant. Well, yeah. And then it's harder to get back into. You just, it's just kind of gone. You have to then find all the documents, refresh your mind. It's that becomes just a whole thing. Whereas if you just keep it fresh just a little bit every day, then you're good. So, yeah, and so we worked that day till maybe 4 o'clock max, and then we went off and did our things. Now, I will say I'm spending a lot of time listening to thriller novels, as are you. We've always got our brains going, but it's a lot just calmer 
than when we're smack in the middle of running a show. We really are going full speed, like 12 hours a day. But this is a lot mellower. It is. Although just as stressful in different ways. Yeah. And I mean, in some ways, we sort of like the crazy days better just because you're just so on nonstop. It's true. But they both have advantages and disadvantages. Yes. All right, Sarah, coming up, this week's Hollywood hack comes from my mom. But first is break. Okay, Sarah, it's time for this week's Hollywood hack, which comes from my mom, Karen. It's when asking for an opinion, put a number on it. Yes. Okay? Explain. Explain. So this, my mom didn't even know she was giving me a Hollywood hack, but the other day she texted Gretchen and me a picture of herself wearing a new coat she'd gotten. And she said, what do you think of this? Rate it one to five. Now, many times people text pictures of themselves in clothes and ask for people's opinion, but I've never had someone say, rate it one to five. And I was so great. So I rated it a four because it was a really cute coat, but it wasn't a five. I said, here's your outfit to me that is a five, which was my absolute favorite outfit she has. But I'm like, this is a great coat, so I will give it a four. And I started thinking... It's so nice to be concrete, not to, because if she had just said, what do you think of this coat? I would have said, it's adorable. But like, she wanted to know, should she keep it? You know what I mean? And it is very helpful to have a number. And also it makes you really analyze it. If you have to put a number on it, then you go, well, is it a four? Is it a five? Is it a three? You have to really think about it. And you and I realized we could do this for anything. I mean, for story ideas, I actually think... It's a great idea. Yes. No, if if I like sent you a thing saying, we could do blah, 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 and you were like, oh, I think it's a three, we'd, we'd know we have to develop on it. We'd have to do some more work or ditch it. Or you could be like, ooh, five, five. I, I know. I mean, you know we're going to start doing this all the time. Because it's just an easy way to communicate. Yes. And somehow it's easier, like if you pitch something and I didn't love it, it's easier for me to say, ah, I give it a three rather than I don't love it. It's somehow yes. less personal. Right. You yeah. know, but you are remembering, for instance, like when, again, personal life, you had a pool in your house and you really wanted to fill up your pool and not deal with it. Yes. This Violet was a baby. This was the house we had in L.A. And I, I mean, I was like completely terrified of the pool. And I was like, it's fine. I'll still buy the house, but then I'm going to just shovel a bunch of dirt in the pool and make it a yard. And you were adamantly against it, as was Victoria, my real estate agent. She was just like, you cannot do that. You will not want to do that. I was like, and of course, Victoria is my friend too. So I trust her and I trust you, but still I really wanted to fill in the pool. Yes. But I would have been like zero, zero, zero. Zero, 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 zero. And of course, you were right. So yeah, we're going to start doing this and see how it works just in our lives. But I just thought it was fun and useful. 
as the best hacks are. Okay, it's time for our recommendation segment. Every week, one of us is going to offer a recommendation of a book or podcast or show or movie we're loving right now. Doesn't have to be something new, just something we like. And Liz, this week, you are up for a recommendation. Okay, Sarah, this week it is something new. It's the new season two of Sex Life, Sex Slash Life on Netflix, which is created by our friend Stacey Ruckeiser, starring Sarah Shahi. Season one was great, and now it's season two. Now, here's what I want to say. This is an adult show. This is not a show for kids. It is extremely racy. So if you (laughs) do not like something that's racy, this is not the show for you. But if you do love a racy adult show with very complicated relationships, you will love Sex Life. A friend of mine texted me over the weekend and was like, this is mandatory viewing. So I think a lot of our listeners will absolutely love this. And go back, if you haven't seen season one, I mean, it was, uh, go back and watch season one and then watch season two of Sex Life on Netflix. And that is it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. And remember, we have a listener questions episode coming up. So send any questions to happierinhollywood at gmail.com too. Thanks for listening and please follow us if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thanks to everyone at Cadence 13. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Listen to the other Onward Project podcasts. Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, Do the Thing with Whole30's Melissa Urban, and Everything Happens with Kate Bowler. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at sfain and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so, so sorry. I was late. It's I was daylight sound saving. Daylight I savings. I woke up, I looked at the clock. It said 829. Oh like we my usually God. record 8.30. I like, I just texted Liz like, sorry, Chuck. I just texted Liz like, I need five minutes. It all worked out. Yes. From the Onward Project.